Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Niner Noise podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. My name is Robert Morrison. I'm a uh, a contributor at NinerNoise.com, and while I am missing our fearless leader, and uh, um, podcast co-host, associate editor, Peter Panacee tonight. I am joined um, by a a very special guest to the Niner Noise podcast, and uh, that is one, uh, Mr. Jason Hurley. Jason, um, how are you doing tonight, sir? Good, how are you doing today? Good, good. Um, All well uh, in the uh, the land of 49ers. It's it's the the last week um, for, you know, other than there's like a, I think a small stretch uh, between the end of preseason and, and when the regular season starts, but this is, it, it's, it's, it's looking like, like football season again. Right. So that's, that's pretty exciting. And yeah. Uh, yeah. in spite of the fact that it's a preseason game on Friday night, it'll, uh, it'll, it'll still be interesting. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, yeah. For Gosh, sure. Yeah, Trey plays. Yeah, I, I agreed. First and third game. Yeah. yeah, that was uh that was um what I what I saw uh, Kyle Shanahan mentioned um that uh, he's going to play some on Friday and then some in that third game which, you know, if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense because he'll he'll get a lot of reps against the the Vikings defense when they do their their joint practices so playing him yeah. in an actual game doesn't make a lot of sense so um you know a couple of series on Friday, a couple of series in the last game make sure everybody everything is looking comfortable heading into week one and i think we should be good to go um but uh one of the things that i wanted to to talk with you about uh while you're here so you um you run a site well actually a couple of sites um as i was as i was poking through uh, some of your 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 bio stuff on on twitter and everything um one of which is most relevant to to our 
yeah. to our purposes and that's 49erscap.com. So can you tell us a little bit about, about that site, about how you came to kind of develop it and what your goals are for, for 49erscap.com? Uh, for 49erscap.com, uh, I think I made it back in 2019, 2018 or 2019. Um, just made it to have fun with it. I didn't make it for like to have goals to become some big ultimate like uh 49ers website like basically i made it so people could find out salary cap information you know year by year they want to check any contract details whatever they wanted to know about the 49ers players and their contracts it's basically what i did that's why i made it i didn't and I don't expect it to be this big thing. So all I really did was just just trying to have fun with it. Yeah. Cool. Not, and, um, yeah, go ahead. Not 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 trying to compete with anybody. Or, <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. not trying to compete with you know any other website that's covers 49ers or is a fan site or anything like that so many out there that it's just not worth trying to compete <laughs> rather just maybe collaborate or do something like that yeah absolutely just have fun with it yeah for sure um and and i know one of the things is i've as i've looking looking through it you're 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 really big on trying to keep up with where the team is in terms of their 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 current salary cap looking forward yeah. um to what issues might be in terms of in terms of the salary cap and um so is what what is it that that's interesting you to you about like the financial side of the game because the other site that you have is related to the 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 minnesota vikings salary cap and so clearly there's a draw for you with this the money side of of football so what is what's the draw there yeah i just actually back in high school is when i started to um, really track salary cap numbers. And I would actually do it in a notebook. And then around 2005, this was, this was about 2000, 2001 to 2003 was when I would do it in like a notebook. Mm-hmm. And I would kind of keep it private because I thought it was kind of geeky and nerdy maybe. <laughs> so around 2005, I was contacted by a friend who ran NinerCapHell.com at the time. I took over in 09 and after that. But anyway, I just basically, I just love the business side of it. So 2005, I decided to basically, I was going to school because I ITT tech got a copy of Microsoft Office, decided to try Excel, and it just worked out where it's so much easier to do it in in an Excel worksheet, learning all the different type of formulas to, you know, calculate everything so I don't have to, like, count it all up, you know, by hand or anything or on a piece of paper. So I just... I really like the, the business side of, 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 of really any sport, but especially the NFL. 
and I just got so interested and I I don't know what happened, but it just it took off to where it was a nerdy thing <laughs> to where people were just like asking me questions about this and that, who and you know, over the years, I mean I'm, we're going on uh, twenty twenty some odd years that I've been doing this just for fun. Really, it was for fun. And now it's become a real passion of mine where I just I just love I love talking about it. I love finding out like how much certain player is gonna get in the signing bonus or how much they're gonna make during the season. It's just a fun thing to do. Like I said, it it was really a hobby at first, like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But now it's become a passion. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 really cool. Um, and and I'm I'm sure it it definitely adds a different way of of thinking about how teams are constructed, right? Because yeah, your exactly. viewpoint is definitely different. Like, because I don't necessarily think about the numbers. Um, I'm working on 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 putting together a a 53 man roster projection before as, as we finish up this first round of training camp and head into yeah. to the first preseason game. But I, I, I'm not thinking about whether or not the team actually is going to make sense from a financial point of view. I'm just like, who are right. the 53 hey. best players? But I, yeah. but I realize that's a part of the equation, right? When they're thinking about, you know, yeah, if it's yeah. this player versus that player and they're equal, are we going to let this, you know, young kid who's making, barely nothing against the cap be on the team versus this older, you know, player and, and all these sorts of things. Um, and it's, it's certainly very complicated to, to, to grasp. So I, I give you a lot of credit for bringing it, for being able to keep yeah. up with, with these things. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think it's really cool. And, 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 and don't worry, like we've all had our things. I used to keep track of like baseball statistics and, and notebooks yeah. and stuff like that. And like, who's, you know, batting averages and, and that sort of thing for no reason whatsoever. Um, yeah. So there you go. Um, so let, let, let's talk of then about a couple of, of, of the major uh, just salary cap financial issues that have been going on uh, with the okay. 49ers. Obviously I think the, the biggest one of, of most recent uh, report is um, in importance is uh, the Debo Samuel contract. Um, so what did you make of that, of that contract? And, and, you know, what do you, what do you see as the, the sort of long-term implications of it for, for the 49ers and also obviously the short-term uh, implications for the team? Yeah. With Evo's contract, I, I was, I want to, I want to say I was surprised it was only three years, but I'm not surprised mm-hmm. because after seeing what, McLaurin and PK got getting three-year deals and AJ Brown getting a four-year deal. I figured after DK's deal, it would, it would be a three-year deal. I think I tweeted out that um, if the Niners wanted to go five years, they would have to go more guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. Um, in, a, in a sense, uh, they would have to um, – Guaranteed past year three of the deal. Gotcha. But usually they guarantee the first two years and part of the third year. They never go past like uh, the third year going like a 
any type of injury guarantee or fully guaranteed money in mm -hmm. year four beyond. But I thought it was a good contract for both sides. I mean, one to get Devo signed just in time for when pads went on and everything, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Getting him out there, we need to get him as much reps with Trey as possible. And the effect that it's going to have, really, I think it, it's, a it's a very team-friendly deal. It's also very player-friendly because he's, I mean, he's guaranteed, like, I think $41 million at signing, $58.167 million or something like that, I think it is, overall. That and the fact that he has his 2024 base salary, he's got 4.55 million guaranteed already, and the remaining 16.417 million becomes guaranteed actually next April. Hmm. It's something new that the Niners have done. They started doing it with George Kittle, they did it with Fred Warner and Trent Williams, they do it with Nick Bosa. It's where they'll have an injury guarantee and it'll become fully guaranteed the year before. Hmm. But I don't really... I think they they did a great job with getting this contract done. I don't view any problems going forward. Um, there is two voidable years on the contract. And... Um, it's going to leave some dead money if they don't agree to a new contract but once they get I, I don't think that's going to come I think that a new contract will happen of course we got to wait the three years <laughs> right 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 four years actually right four years with this including this year we got to wait to see exactly how well he plays I don't I, I don't expect him to have a down year or anything I mean I know people want to say, like, you know, he was like a one-year wonder type thing. I mean, he had a great rookie year. He did, yeah. For a rookie. I mean, he had that, I think it was a Jones fracture or the Liz. I forget what it was. The, yeah, no. Jones yeah, the, fracture. Maybe the he, fracture. Yeah, something like Liz, that. Liz sprang something. Yeah. <laughs> and one of those. that was really, yeah, it was one of those that really, that, that, is why he didn't play well and why, you know, Brandon Ayuk got all the attention his rookie year. Mm -hmm. So I expect this, I expect both Debo and Brandon to have pretty big seasons. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, so that, that, that uh, explanation actually brings up two questions. Um, one, I I see that you actually did an, uh, an, an analysis and an explanation of, of this on your site, but I was wondering if you could uh, just unpack it for us a little bit. And that's explaining that, that idea of avoidable year. Cause you mentioned uh, Diva's contract has a couple on, on it. And can you explain yep. what that is and what's that, what is that for and what does it accomplish? I guess yep. is. Yeah. Yeah. Avoidable year is basically for salary cap purposes. They did it. Um, any team who puts in avoidable years, they have the right to put in the avoidable year. They can do that pretty sure they can do that without you know players are going to be upset the agent is going to be upset 
So basically, the voidable year is put into a contract. It's for salary cap purposes. It's to prorate the signing bonus or and or an option bonus over five years. Depot's $24.035 million signing bonus gets prorated through 2026. And then his $9.215 million option bonus next year gets prorated through 2027. And they they did this just so you have smaller cap hits. So instead of having like a $11 million cap hit next year for him, I think it's like 8.68, 8, so something like that. It's yeah. very, it's lower than what I was expecting. I was expecting more in the 12 million range when everything was set and done. This was before I even heard the contract. I just right. figured it was going to be a bigger year two cap number. But then, you know, you kind of realize 49ers have been doing this with the void of the year for since 2020. I think I wrote about with Eric Armstead, Jimmy Ward. They did it with George Kittle and Eric Armstead again, Armstead again this offseason when they had to restructure the contracts. So, yeah, void of the year is just put there. It's a dummy year. Uh, don't pay attention to it. It's. It's going to avoid basically right after the Super Bowl. Right. It can void at the Super Bowl. Usually the 49ers do it so where it's three to five days after the Super Bowl ends. It voids like Blake and Tomlinson's did, which in effect, the negative part about avoidable year is that it leaves over dead money. Mm-hmm. Obviously, dead money is anything already paid out to the player. So he's right now scheduled to have just under $8.5 million of dead money in 2026. So it's definitely going to be something that the 49ers are going to want to get an extension done, like I had mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. They'll want to get an extension done because they don't want to have that kind of dead money. Plus, you know, worry about trying to re-sign him if he wants to go into free agency. They're going to have to basically, if he keeps playing well, he's going to get a bigger contract. Especially with the TV deals that are coming up in 2023 when they start (laughs) next year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, the other question that I have is is uh, related to uh, Prag Marate, who is widely known as uh, widely known as the the sort of salary cap guru for the for the Forty Niners. Yep. Obviously, John Lynch is the general manager, but Marate is kind of the numbers guy. Like he figures out how to make make yep. this all work. What What are your yeah. feelings on on Marate and the way that he puts these contracts together? Because you hear a lot of sort of things on both sides of it like oh players don't want to come to the 49ers because of the way they structure their contracts and they feel like they're they're losing money or players really like coming here because of x y and z what, what are your thoughts on marate and his the role and the job that he's done um frog i like the way he structures his contracts when he structures the contracts they're very team friendly agents do hate that it's something that I have been told 
hate. They hate the team friendly thing. They hate hearing team friendly. <laughs> they don't. They don't like hearing that. Players don't care if a player wants to come here or stay in San Francisco. They're gonna tell their agent just to make it to get it done. It's like Trent told Kyle to get this done last off season. His secure deal. It was like he's ready to sign with Kansas City. Just let's get this done. I want to stay. So I he gets a bad rap because he does have a tendency, from what I understand, I mean, like it's public knowledge because George Kittle and Greg Warner have talked about it about the low balls players when it comes to the negotiations. I don't know if he's the one negotiating the contract or if it's John Lynch or if it's a combination of John, Jed, you know, and Prague. But I have the uh, utmost respect for Prague. He's done a great job. With the 49er salary cap, uh, there's no way in any way, shape, or form going to be in cap hell anytime soon. They know the way they structure the contracts, and what I love about it is they know they can get out of the contract at year X, Y, whatever year it is that they can get out of, you know, year three, year four, you know, or they can get out after one year. Just depends on the player and how it's structured. Like, Ebo's deal, they could probably get out of it if they wanted to. I would say after year two of it, hmm. probably after either next year or the year after. But I died. I do <laughs> You would hope that they wouldn't have to be getting no, out of no, that deal no, at that no, point. Because <laughs> no, then no. something horrible has probably happened if that's yep. the case, right? Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. I mean, I always thought. I mean, I've, I've heard obviously a lot of things about, 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 sorry, Parag and the way that he handles those. And to me, it feels like his, he's doing his job, right? His job is to, to do the best that he can for the team and also keep the players happy. And I, yeah. I certainly understand why the agents wouldn't like it because I'm sure yeah. if the players are getting delays in their money there, that means the agents are seeing less at certain times. Yeah. I'm sure their payment. Yeah payment comes out whenever the pay, the players get paid so if yeah. they get you know the difference between and they, the other thing is they don't they don't tend to hand out a lot of like high guarantees right and the four yeah. are pretty kind of stingy yeah. about those numbers and that obviously impacts the payouts for yeah, <laughs> for agents and stuff too they don't they don't like to go so high on the guarantees but i think that's a lot of teams don't like doing that but Right. You can call it being conservative or being cheap or whatever, but at the end of the day, he's doing his job. Mm -hmm. He needs to make sure that the team is set up not only for the current season, but the future. Right. In a, in a way where they can compete and still bring in players. For sure. You know, like they brought in Jarvarius Ward this offseason, who's from all, all accounts is looking like a cornerback number one cornerback yeah. yeah for sure um so 
couple other things that I wanted to to ask you about. So one of the cool things that you have on your site is this um, like cap summary where you go through, okay, where are they now? Where are they going to be next year? And so on all the yep. way down to 2026. 2026 is my favorite because they have two players uh, yeah. projected to be under contract in 2026. Yeah. Um, off the yep. top of your head, do you know who those two players are for 2026? Yes. Yes. It's uh, Trent Williams and Fred Warner. Oh, our science in 2026. Great. That'd be a great team. Nobody throw the ball or catch it, yep. but they yep. stop somebody. Anyway, um, so the one thing that, that, that caught my eye about those is that you're using uh, cap projections, I'm assuming. Do you, yep. Where do those come from? What I mean, does the NFL kind of have those set? Frankly, not- I, we I don't know where these where the salary cap numbers come from. Anyway, I'm sure it's all made up some some arbitrary number based on income and all that kind of stuff. And you don't necessarily have to explain that. But what's the sense of where those projections come from? Is it based on a certain increase over time, or what's the um, thought there? Actually, I um, I got to be honest, I. Uh, I always go off of what overthecap.com has. Okay. So they project like 225 next year, the year after that, 256. Gotcha. Now, the way that the cap works, from my understanding, is it's based on revenue. Right. And then the NFL and NFL PA have to agree on a number. But mm. I usually go off of what, uh, what over the cap has. But since they they only go through I think 2024 right now with the mm-hmm. projected cap I kind of did like a 20 million jump from each year I'm not saying it's gonna be that because who knows what's gonna happen <laughs> it's like they were saying that you know all the cap's gonna jump 100 million dollars one year that's just not gonna happen that, that would be a lot <laughs> yeah. I don't know they got that maybe got that Apple money coming in here soon so who knows right? Wherever that, that if it is Apple, Apple, Amazon, Google, who the heck knows? Yeah, that's this is true. They, want, uh, they all have money though. That's, yep. that's all I know. Um <laughs> cool. So uh a couple other things. Um first of all, let let's let's go ahead and 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 break open the, the big salary cap talking point. Um, and that's obviously the 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 enigma, the Confused, but Jimmy Garoppolo is still on this team, yeah. <laughs> right? And he's yeah. taking up twenty six yeah. million dollars. Um, I think yeah, he has yeah. what a million and a half dead money, so that's already off the books, one way or the other. Yeah. I, from a obviously from a from a salary cap point of view, they don't pay him any of that unless he makes the or well, he doesn't make his salary unless he makes the roster. Is that that that's correct? Correct. So. Um. They can hold yeah. on to them until the end of the month, yep. basically. Um, yep. So, what what do you th- what do you think is the most likely scenario at this point? Since it doesn't really matter how they get rid of him, it isn't like there's any benefit to obviously trading him from a from a team building point of view would be better because you get a draft pick or something like that. But at this juncture, right. what are you thinking is going to? Ha- We've spent a lot of time talking about this on on the podcast. Um, it feels like that's it's been you know since they lost the NFC Championship game. I actually was looking at notes from the from the podcast we recorded after that, and the the question that I had was, okay, what's going to happen with Jimmy? Because it was immediately you know that he threw that 
that interception yeah. at the end of the game or the incompletion yeah. or whatever it was. And it's like, okay, well, there he goes. Bye. See you later. Um, yeah. And even though it wasn't even officially announced until whatever, a couple of weeks ago that Trey Lance was the starter. Everybody, we all, we all knew what was happening, right? We um, all know. We uh, all know. We're, not, we're not paying a, a guy 26 million to sit on the bench. Um, so what do you think? What it, it, is there a trade market left? I know this is a little bit outside of the, the salary cap purview, but, what, what do you think about the the Garoppolo thing? It's 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 the the big subject on everybody's mind as far as this team is concerned. Yeah, when it comes to Jimmy, um, unless which it could it could happen with the Browns having Watson suspended for the entire year. There's just nobody. There's no team. No, nothing makes sense. Trade wise, right? You're not gonna trade him to, to the Seahawks, <laughs> right? You know, I don't think John Lynch is gonna go and say, "Hey, John Snyder, you want to make a trade for Jimmy Garoppolo?" Right. So no, I think the most likely situation, most likely outcome is he's gonna get released at yeah. final cutdown. Yeah. Unless I, I, unless someone does get injured and you know, we don't want that exactly. But from a standpoint of if we can get a draft pick, sure. You know, if someone goes down, then your hope is that that team will want Jimmy, but teams gotta want to have Jimmy Garoppolo. The, gonna, they may have a quarterback that they already like. Yeah. And they may bring in a different quarterback. So I think at the in the end, Jimmy gets released. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you, and I, I mean, honestly, while I've been holding out some bit of hope that for the trade market potentially, I think as soon as he had that shoulder surgery, it sort yeah. of felt to me like that was the only direction uh, was this was going to go. Yeah. And and I know the team seems to be like, you know, this was the right thing. This is the thing he needed to do, like to get himself ready but it did really kind of mess everybody up. Like, and, and, and it, oh, I mean, yeah. to be fair, it messed Garoppolo up too. Like he's not going to get to go somewhere and know that he's going to be the starter at this point. He's no. going to get released. No. Yep. He's, he's going to get released at the end of training camp. He's going to latch on somewhere, maybe, you know, go to the giants and back up Daniel Jones or go to right. Miami and, yeah. and, and go to Miami and, and back up. And be the Tua. other backup hanging over to his yeah, <laughs> shoulder, yep. so you can have yep. Teddy Bridgewater on one side and and Garoppolo yep. on the other, or whatever. I don't know, but that's his likeliest scenario um, at this point. Yeah. Is or you know he's going to go to Seattle, which is maybe the only place left in the entire NFL where he could walk into that room and be like, "Look, he's I'm the best quarterback. I'm going to be the best quarterback in this room, and you guys yep. need to move out of yep. the way." Um, the only argument that I've seen for anybody making a trade would be that if you know that you want him and you expect that the the plan is going to be that the Niners are going to hold on to him to the last minute is that wouldn't you rather have him in your building, you know, two or three weeks before the season yeah. starts as opposed to um, the last minute. And then you're like, okay, well now he needs to rush. And we know we saw it firsthand. What, I mean, it's going to take him a while to kind of get acclimated because like even when the Niners traded for him in 2017, it was like, okay, well, he's here, but he's not going to be ready for a couple of weeks. And I, you know, he ended up playing the last five games of the season, but I think he and Shanahan both both admitted 
that was a very like muted version of the playbook and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's going to take him some time to get up, up to speed. And um, unless he goes somewhere like Miami, uh, where it's pretty much going to be the offense that he's been working with over the last several years. Yep. But yeah, um, I just, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a, it, it feels like this big, it was this big climactic thing like, Oh yeah. yeah Garoppolo, uh, and then it's gone out uh, in the biggest whimper of all time. <laughs> so there yeah. you go. Um, all right. One last thing. So the, the big talking point over this summer obviously was, or over this off season was um, Devo Samuel, Nick Bosa. They were kind of this hand in hand kind of thing. And for some reason people just sort yeah. of forgot that Bosa wasn't necessarily a priority because he it, he has a fifth year option as a first round draft pick. Um, right. What what do you think? I mean, now obviously there's a lot of different directions it could go. He could go out and win Defensive Player of the Year this year, and that would change the calculus on everything. He could go out right. there and be nothing like the player that he's been. He could hurt yeah. himself again. Um, knock on yeah. all the serious wood in yeah, the whole world. Yeah. Um, so a lot of different things could happen. But all things being equal, what kind of numbers do you think? uh bosa is going to be looking at for uh when they when we come back around and we do this again next year with him yeah uh i think Bosa is looking at definitely more than what aaron donald got which i think was like 31.6 million a year um i had him pegged at 32 million a year but if he goes out and has another great year and wins defensive player of the year we're looking at thirty-five million a year. Yikes. Possible. Um, hundred and ten million guaranteed, eighty-five of it fully guaranteed. I think that's possible. So, so the Niners are going to have to go against tendency yeah. pretty heavy here. Yeah, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> if they want to uh, keep them. They're going to have to. I mean, premier edge rushers are not. That easy to come by. True. Well, and also, if I'm not mistaken, you know, not to disparage the Bosa family, because I never would, because they're large human beings um, who could tear me limb from limb. But if I remember correctly, Joey had a little bit of a, with the Chargers, they had a little bit of a kind of a slow roll with getting his. And there was a little bit of a, because there was conversation about, is he going to leave? Um, right the the chargers and they were like yeah we'll just bring them to san francisco and they can play together it'll be great um and they eventually yeah, got it worked I out but that. um they, they did get it worked out and it did take some time and but to be fair um if bosa puts another season like he did last year like he did his rookie season nick in this case um right. i don't to be fair to to joey i don't think joey has been quite the player that that nick will have been if he reaches that that height again um, and I think it's pretty fair to say that that uh, that we have the the better Bosa. Oh yeah, I think we have the better Bosa. Nothing again, personal against Joey. No, yes, Joey's no. Good. I would never disrespect Joey's him good. in any way. He's a large, large yeah. person. Joey, um, Joey's good, but uh, I think I think his brother's better, Nick. Agreed. I think Nick's better. Agreed. Cool. Maybe because he's younger, or whatever it is, but he's better. Yeah. Well, and, you know, Charger fans are going to say, no, Joey's better. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the way it goes. It's it's possible, but I don't, I don't think so. Um, well, very good. So looking forward to doing this all over again next year. And then, of course, the year after that, maybe we'll have to do this with, with Brandon Ayuk, right? And actually, will that because they'll have yeah. Javon Kinlaw and Brandon Ayuk in the same, the same offseason. Yeah. 
uh, right, right yeah. to deal with. Although Kinlaw will be a completely yeah, different have Kinlaw, monster. We have no idea what Kinlaw is going to happen. We hope he becomes a big time wrecking ball. Those right. tackles, the tackle where he plays, but we have no idea yet. Yep. That's what and, I do. We know that he's looking like he's, he's had two really good years, and now he's looking like he's going to be yeah. a stud. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Well, it's a never-ending cycle, the NFL, um, in m- so many ways, but especially in terms of the uh, salary cap situation. So, um, Jason, anything else you'd like to to share? Any plugs you'd like to to drop in, or or anything like that before we yeah. wrap things up? Yeah, you can you, um, follow me on Twitter at Forty Niners Cap and go to Forty Niners Cap dot com for any and all 49ers cap information at salary cap. Cool, yeah. man. We appreciate uh, you joining us uh, tonight. It's um, It's been fun chatting with you about this, this, yes, uh, this 49ers stuff and I, and, and the cap things. And if you ever want to, uh, to come uh, chat with us again about it, we, we, we'd be more than happy to have you. So thanks again for, for being yeah, on with love, us tonight. Love to. Would love to. All right. Thank you, Robert. Have thanks Jason time. very much. Appreciate you. I want to say thank you to Jason Hurley for joining us tonight on the podcast. Um, it, again, so go check out his uh, website, 49ERSCAP.com, and follow him on Twitter at 49ERSCAP. Um, lots of good information there, and he always um, has some good thoughts, and he's just a super nice guy, so definitely give him a follow, as he said. Um, but uh, thanks, as always, for listening to this episode of the Niner Noise podcast, again, part of the fan-sided podcast network. Uh, Please continue to check out NinerNoise.com for all your latest 49ers news and analysis. And be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you you listen. (laughs) Um, If you leave us a review, uh, just go ahead and pop a question in there and we'll give you a shout out on the air and answer that question. And of course, please share the podcast with all your fellow 49er fan friends. So on behalf of Peter Panacey and myself, um, until next time, let's sound the horn, 49ers. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.